well, hey, uh, Michael, you know, I'm a teacher, so I have summers off. If you need extra help, <laughs> pick me up. Uh, you're hired, my friend. In fact, actually, <laughs> All after, right. after, after that analogy of, of Aladdin and, uh, you know, the movie, that's great. So, yeah, that was very good, Chris. You still got me. You still got me there. I don't know, man. You did Bambi and environmental stuff, and I don't know. Right now, I feel like it's trendy. <laughs> All right. That's a pretty so, good question. I got, I'm going to give you both an A+. Plus. In fact, uh, you're hired. I'm David Bash. I'm uh, Chris Naples, uh, and we are just all over the place right now uh, on FaceTime yeah. for the second week in a row. And uh, if anybody noticed, we were backwards. We, we are tr- backwards. Only our true fans would know that. Right. <laughs> if, uh, we both have I, been told we have memorable voices, so I assume everybody's, everybody uh, knew that as it was happening. Right. The whole cross-eyed wondering what's going on but right, uh right anyways we are here with drop the disc podcast and we are not at our studio for the second time we are actually in our homes practicing the social distancing that the cdc has recommended to us even though it would be 10 persons or less, uh we still want to make sure that we're not spreading those germs to our guests so yep. we're doing this through facetime and david's making it all possible for us a uh, huge shout out to Apple. They're not helping at all, but without their technology, I feel like this would be pretty difficult. Right, and they do not sponsor us. That's no, they don't. Saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I will turn this into a shout out for Jeff Haas, who uh, sold me this Mac and taught me how to screen record on it. So awesome. made possible in part by the contributions of Jeff Haas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're coming. So, we're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming a little bit early this week. We do have a guest, and he will be speaking to you guys in your ears in just a minute. But we want to take this opportunity to kind of talk to you guys a little bit frankly about what's been going on in the city. Right. So um, Mayor Hardy Davis came on. Uh, was it two days ago? Uh, two. I think it was two days ago. Yeah, two days ago, and basically. Um, said that there will be a business shutdown except for needed businesses. So a laundromat still open, grocery store still open, pharmacy and whatnot. Yeah. However, uh, small businesses are closing except the offering of curbside delivery. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to let you know that support the small businesses, um, you know, coffee shops are still open, doing yep. curbside coffee. And and the really uh-huh. cool thing is that I'm uh, and and I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong here, but I may be. Um, I believe Uber Eats is doing free deliveries. I know Ubora is doing free deliveries through Uber Eats. Um, I know that different restaurants, Moe's isn't local, but they're doing free deliveries. So there's cool ways to to still eat unique creative food that you and coffee that you may not be able to make yourself. Um, and I think you're going to help out a lot of businesses downtown if you do start to order delivery and you, Chris, before we started recording, you were telling me about another delivery option. Uh, yeah, Augusta to go. That's right. I can't tell you, I don't have it in front of me, but, um, their rates are very much lower right now. Let me, let me pull this up where, since we're doing remote, I might as well. Well, while he is looking all that up, I did want to, um, give you an idea for a meal 
my wife and I got Diablos. They okay. have a family deal for tacos. Um, it's a whole thing of so we have um, we got a taco family deal for just Audrey and I. Okay. And it was we had that for leftovers for the next couple of days, and it's basically um, twenty. I want to say it was twenty three dollars for a whole bowl of chicken, a whole thing of pico, a whole thing of cheese, a whole thing of lettuce, five bags of chips. Wow. And yeah, and then we could choose from hard shell or corn uh, tortillas, and we got half and half. And you know that lasted us three days. Um, So if there's families out there, I mean, I think that's a very good deal. And Diablos is local. It's a local franchise, <clears throat> and so uh, uh, that that was an idea that I saw, and I wanted to shout that out to y'all. Shout out to that, and actually, while you were talking, I pulled up a list of some businesses that are downtown and what they're doing. So this is on WRDW, so this is not something that I have created or that we have created, um, but so uh, Laziza is doing dine-in and delivery. Fat Man's is doing... Uh, takeout and delivery and and I apologize Laziza is doing dine out and delivery Uh, Snowcap is doing takeout and delivery Uh, Southbound and Abel Brown are both closed but I know that Southbound 1 is doing takeout but Southbound 2 is not Uh, for those at home Southbound 1 is Central Avenue absolutely absolutely Southbound 2 is in North Augusta Uh, Soleil I believe is still doing uh, street side takeout Southern Salad is doing takeout and delivery. No, uh, Noble Jones is still doing takeout and delivery. Uh, Ubora is still doing takeout and delivery. Savannah River Brewing Company. You can go and you can do takeout. Uh, beer, of course. Um, I believe that Bee's Knees and The Hive are both closed. And I believe that Beamies is also doing takeout. So you have a lot of really cool good food options and of course this could all change at any time but as of right now which is uh what's the date today the 23rd yes i think i think you still have a pretty i i and i know uh farmhouse and um uh whiskey bar they're both doing takeout and curbside so there's a lot of really cool restaurants that people can still go to some, I've actually had a couple texts from some friends that asked about um, the outdoor facilities. Um, mm. If you looked at the mm-hmm. reporting that uh, recreational parks are closed during this time, that is not 100% true. What they're saying yeah. is the facilities are closed. You cannot use their bathroom facilities. Mm-hmm. You cannot use their whatever kind of facility they have, basketball courts and whatnot. However, like me... Disc golf is still open. Mm. Soccer fields are still open. Uh, baseball fields are still open. Tennis yeah. courts are still open. You just can't use actual bathrooms, something that needs to be clean. Now, I'm not saying to get a big group out there to play right. soccer. But you I can mean, get exercise. You can get exercise. Yes. Yeah. Exercise, get that vitamin <clears throat> D, get that vitamin C, all that you need. And then, um, you know, don't go out with a bunch of friends and do this. Right. Maybe one other person and social distance, but still outside. Uh, biking is still something that I would recommend. The Greenway is a great place to do that. Uh, the canal towpath is a great place to do that. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, the water is high right now, so the water is beautiful. I mean, you can't go wrong. Kayaking, I would still recommend going kayaking on the canal. So, Chris, with, with all this, I, I think that this actually brings up something interesting. Let's talk real quick because we do have a guest coming up. Let's talk about, like, what we've been doing individually kind of okay. – uh, to, to mitigate the loneliness and social distancing and, and yeah. keep exercising and all that. I know you you went and played disc golf, right? Yes. So um, the past week and a half, we've been teaching from home. So my wife and I both teach remotely, which is so strange. It's so different God elementary. Uh, however, as a PE coach... I kind of, it's kind of limited on what I can actually do. There's no actual work, except I can, I'm encouraging the students to play. If you don't believe me, go look at my Garrett Elementary page. There are videos all over it telling them what they can do. Can we post a link to that? uh, I have, I have gone to, I biked the Greenway. Um, I biked a lot actually, um, getting ready for the pace line. That's right. Um, in the case that it's not and that's potentially still happening right. it's not officially right. canceled exactly um definitely i've taken advantage of disc golf i've gone to pendleton king park i've gone to today i play at riverview and if you choose a morning time if you're able to do that no one's there yeah i mean the weather's been perfect you can't get upset with that um and i've also played tennis really uh, over by warren road there's uh, public tennis courts there uh, next to Montclair, and uh, I've played, and that's social distancing yourself right there. Yeah, we, we need to play some tennis. I play you in some tennis. Ooh, let's go. I didn't know you've been playing. <laughs> so so we, uh, the lady and I went to um, Savannah Rapids the other day. Okay. It was sloshed full of people. So I, What time did you go? Middle of the day on Saturday. I mean, oh, it, okay, it, Saturday. Right. Yeah. It was slosh full of people. So we went to um, the library in Columbia County. Not too many people out there. Walked around. There's nice little trails, walking paths. Yeah. You know, got some poblanos takeout. Yeah. Local food in Columbia County. Uh, yeah. Got some toki. And yeah. um, you and I just gave blood not four yes, days ago. And that's something I feel like we should be encouraging everybody to yes. do. Yes, if and if you don't want to do if you want to do it for money, that's fine. But a local uh, blood center called Shepherd Blood, yeah. If y'all have ever heard of it, it's actually local. They have multiple uh, business uh, offices that you can go to. It's and it's they they're well maintained, and it was a good. Ex- David actually went for the first time. It was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> but the ladies were nice, so that was helpful. Yeah, great uh, hospitality. They were really nice. And on the plus side, you get to eat whatever you want afterwards. At least they didn't tell us not to get more food. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They didn't. They're not not paying attention to the food as much. It's a great place for a deal. Um, Right. But when we went, they were urgent need for O negative and O positive and also B plus. Which you are O positive, right? Yeah, if you... Yeah, I am. I'm O negative. You're O negative. No. Oh, sorry. No, I'm O positive. That's what I thought. O-pause, yeah. And I brag about that because that's for babies. And I'll get a letter about emailing me what I have uh, formally in in a yes. couple weeks, and I'll update about that when I get it. Absolutely. So. But uh, hey, David, 
Yeah. Before before we talk to our guests, it's I think about we time. Need to yeah. Start off with what we're drinking. We we do. Um, I'm gonna start, and then Go we can it. tangent into yours. Um, I am drinking a fabulous Corona Extra. Uh, it's a company that I feel a lot of a lot of bad for right now. They didn't do anything yeah. wrong. They didn't ask for this. <laughs> I got a Westabu koozie, uh, so we can you know make sure we're supporting local business, even if it's yes. uh, local business and local art. Art is local business too. So I hope yeah. the uh, I hope everybody's not having too difficult of a time. But I am having a great time. Um, Chris. Uh, okay, so you know David. Uh, yesterday morning, I woke up. And I saw this incredible fantastic for a beer. Fantastic! If you have I not mean, seen was, this video, it was, inc- it was incredible. If you don't like Dozens and Dragons, it doesn't matter. It's still incredible. And so I'm drinking the Dungeons and D- Dr- Flagons, Dungeons and Flagons beer from Savannah River Brewery, and uh, it, it's a beautiful can for a beautiful taste. It's their double IPA. Looking at eight and a half percent, it is, I would say, huge on the fruity and grapefruit notes, and they say it's super hoppy, but the tropical flavor overpowers it. It's incredible. My wife is not an IPA fan, and she loves this beer. So I got to be honest. I've had the Dungeons and Flagons, and I've also had the three milkshake IPAs that they have out yes. right now. And I'll tell you what, the IPAs, the milkshake IPAs are so good. There's, what did you like? Mango okay, so, or tangerine? So here's the thing. I actually went there yesterday to pick up some tangerine because I'm a huge tangerine fan. I love it. And I ended up leaving with 32 ounces of mango and 32 ounces of tangerine. Uh, they, yep. they really mango sold me on so it. so good, but when you mix them, they're yeah. perfect. That's what I figure because they've got the one that's mango, they've got the one that's tangerine, and then they've got the one that's a mix. So I can just I can just custom make the mix. I basically got right. three flavors in one. And those of you at home, you met you heard him say a, a milkshake IPA. That's right. And the reason it's they use milkshake is because they use lactose. They infuse lactose in some way. Right. Which is incredible. And I'm not even a big lactose person. Honestly, I did not expect to like these. I was trying these right. just to try them and talk about it. Right. I'll tell you what, though. They call the the tangerine one, they call it Milkshake IPA A. I know it's, uh, they're, they're coming up with a name. It is fantastic. It is so good. I, I, that's I, all. I'm Team Mango. That's fair. And that's I'm, cool. I guess I'm B. When I was drinking these, they had me guess what was in them, right? And they said, um, guess, wh- guess what this fruit is about B. And I said, it's almost like a grapefruit, but sweet and not bitter. Right. And, and afterwards, when we were going over and they were like, you, you literally described a mango, but you just couldn't say the word mango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's crazy. But, uh, are we are we ready to We're ready uh, to go. Let's let's do let's continue this. Shout out to Savannah River Brewery. Savannah yes. River Brewery, they are still open. They are still serving beer. Their beer is still fantastic and the restaurants that you can get takeout from, I'm not sure how this works, but they still have the beer too. So however however you best can, support local business, support local beer and and I think we'll make it through this okay. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, they are suspending their events in the near future. I know that today, the day of recording, not the day of post, unfortunately, they're doing a blood drive, which is really cool. Um, yeah. so, they so, were actually very upset when they saw that yeah. we did it without them. And, and, and if we had known, we probably would have been there. Uh, there, there's a lot going on to keep up with, keep up with who's doing what, where right now, I feel like. Right. And speaking of who's doing what, where, we've got one more person to plug. That's Nancy Powell. And usually this is the time when I talk a bunch, but I'm going to let you talk, Chris, because you actually have a much more compelling story than me right now. So first of all, y'all are used to me saying she's a real estate associate broker. She is. She is now a real estate broker. Incredible. She is in charge. She is the woman in charge of her firm and that's really exciting and uh, we'll know more about that later. But what we are here to talk about today, specifically me, is uh, y'all, those of you that have been following, we were going to look for a house in the summer, but Mm -hmm. a house popped up and landed on our laps and we couldn't we could not refuse going to look at it. We looked at it yesterday, put in an offer yesterday. And yes, this is all with Nancy Powell. Nancy Powell. And yesterday, 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 by the way, being uh, Sunday, March 22nd. So a week ago, the day of the post. So Nancy is working with you on a Sunday when the plague is going on. (laughs) Yes. She actually texted us the listing on Saturday. Wow. And we got a listing. We went to go look at it the next day. We put in an offer, and today it was accepted. And Nancy helped you make the offer. She helped us. Now, I will tell you all seriously, we uh, were not sure. It was kind of crazy. Uh, It was a lot time before what we thought we were going to do on our timeline. And... We looked at all the uh, pros and cons, and Nancy helped us out with that. And Nancy was fabulous with my wife. I mean, just fabulous with myself as well. And um, she went through the pros and cons with us. We went, took our time to look and think about it. And we actually drove by the house, and we saw other people looking at the house. So we decided we're going to put in an offer. So the real estate market is still going on right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. It's hot. Um, and when we told her that there was people looking at it, she put in a very bold offer. And um, I will say that we said, let's go with it. And he, the, the uh, owner countered it, and we stood, stood firm on it. She was very supportive of both sides and didn't <laughs> fight anything on what we were talking about with you know financially where we are. And uh, long story short, we stuck to our ground and the owner accepted it, the initial offer. And so I will say that Nancy on her own created a little story about Audrey and I and how this house is perfect for us. I'm excited. And what we, what we do for a living and why the location is perfect for us. And that could have honestly what sold it to the owner to go ahead and accept it and so that was all her that was not us asking her to do that and so huge shout out to nancy um if you if y'all need to look for if you're thinking about finding a home go ahead and connect with her and if you're thinking about selling a home too yeah and if you want to get into investment properties 
would say if you're thinking about selling a home, go ahead and talk to her now. Right. Because she she will get it done. If you're thinking about buying a home, let her know. But tell her you're not ready for a certain time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, honestly, because the Masters got postponed, we decided to go ahead and start looking because we couldn't count on that extra money that we'd make. Yeah. And so that's when she started sending us links and we saw this house. And, and, and this has been... Here we are. Closing date is May 1st. And this has been months in the making. You guys have been looking for months. Yeah. It's been a long process. She's been educating you. She's been putting you yep. in touch with people. Shout out to Nancy. And right now, the best way to get in touch with her, at Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram. That's at Downtown Augusta Broker. She's fantastic. Yes. And now, I'm going to call in our guest today. All right, guys. Although we are trapped at home, we are not without a guest this week. As promised, we have a fantastic guest for you who is going to not only entertain you guys not only talk about entertainment because he knows what he's doing he's going to talk about tourism and we're going to talk about how interesting the city is one usually and and two i think we can kind of brighten everybody's spirits a little bit by giving them some positivity so without any further ado with us today is mr michael wolf and i am with uh actually a relatively newer business for augusta i just turned to his focus but uh Michael Wolf with Haunted Augusta Tours, which is our haunted history tours that we do, and as well as what's called Augusta on Foot, which is going to be really kind of the base or the ground of what I'm going to be doing uh, going forward in the future here. But uh, that will be kind of like the, the flag, so to speak, of what we'll be under in terms of walking tours for downtown Augusta. Okay. And we're going to really get into that in the second half of this show. But in the okay. first half of this show, we need you to talk to us about you. Okay. So, um, you have not. I'll be glad to answer. You have not always lived in Augusta, is that correct? No, that's correct. Um, I have now been in Augusta. In fact, the, the interesting story is that we, my wife and I, moved here with our children. Uh, let's put it this way: the second go around was <laughs> okay. um, twenty-eight years ago, and we moved here the week of Masters. Okay. So we've been here that long. Uh, the very first time that I, I'm, so I'm originally from Florida. My hometown is Deland, Florida. And for those people that may or may not know, that's about 38 miles north of Orlando. So uh, as you guys are well aware of uh, having had the opportunity to meet with me before and, you know, you've been over to my place, you see a lot of Disney stuff here. We could talk about that in a while. But, um, uh, you know, Disney is is a big part of my life. And so I was a kind of kid. I was almost born on Main Street. So it's it's, uh, (laughs) been here for a while. But, uh, yeah, um, so we did. So the very first time that I moved here was – the summer of 1981, and uh, that was a little bit before you guys' time, but uh, that was um, my dad initially announced to us as a family in the summer of 1980 that he had been accepted to come to medical school here in Augusta with the medical college. And um, so we moved here, and really kind of what kind of got me started in, in the direction that I've gone with everything is that uh, when we first moved here that summer of 1981, we got settled in. It didn't take very long for us to be exposed to, uh, well, it's kind of what your podcast is about, and that is, uh, I was welcome to, welcome to Disgusta, mm. and so that's that's kind of been, kind of the the ground, the focus for a lot of things that I've done. Yeah, and before, so but, um, so you came here originally in the '80s, but you're you're the work that you used to do. It was not it was not for Augusta. It was not in Augusta. It, uh, where where did you kind of kick off your career? Well, so this, so after college, 
um, I had the rare opportunity to go work for the government uh, and to work for, um, well, the anacronym for the government identity I worked with was CIA. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the Culinary Institute of America. <laughs> So I, I can't get into obviously details about what of it is, but I did work for them. And uh, then I worked for them for about five and a half years. Um, working for the government was, was okay, but uh, I've been one of those people that's been very fortunate to be blessed with a bit of a creative side. And so um, I didn't quite fit within the mold, so to speak. It was so, probably right? tough. It was probably um, tough. Go ahead, David. I said it was probably tough. Uh there were moments of toughness, yeah, but uh, it was a good time. In fact, it, it, I really look back on my time, and it was very fond. But uh, uh, but then right after that, of course, then I got the opportunity to go directly from that and got a job working for the Walt Disney Company. Wow. So I can't really tell people I went from one big Mickey Mouse organization to the next. <laughs> <laughs> so so what did you do for the uh, Walt Disney organization? The, the uh, one you can talk, the mouse company you can talk about. What's that? I'm sorry? The mouse organization that you can talk uh, about. I can talk everything about that. So <laughs> essentially, what it, I got to, at that time, back in those days, just back in the 80s, and that was really, I got a chance to ultimately work for their consumer products division, but the largest portion of the Disney cons consumer products division was the Disney stores. And that was a brand new concept that had been coming about at that time. Um, and I literally got started on, the, they, so the very first Disney store opened up in the middle of 1987, and I started in May of 1988. Okay. So uh, my store is literally the 11th store in the company, and if you know about the stores, ultimately they, they grew up to. Well, when they meet when they met their peak, uh, they were well over 500 stores, um, including international. So it, it grew, but I was very fortunate to be able to get started on the very early stages of the development of the Disney stores. And where and where was your store? Go ahead. Where was the location of your store? The very first one, believe it or not, was actually in the D.C. area. It's actually on the North Virginia side in a little area. Well, nothing little about it. It's called Tyson's Corner. Okay. Uh, okay. Right outside of Northern Virginia. And um, then uh, I was there for a while. I helped open up several Disney. In fact, actually, by the time that I came to Augusta, I had opened up seven different Disney stores or been a part of this, the store openings. So, But uh, the, main, the main stays were we were in the D.C. area. Um, and then I got the opportunity as a manager to move to um, North Carolina, and we were in Winston-Salem. And was there for about 18 months, and then the opportunity came available to come back to Augusta, which is where I was, and uh, come back and move closer to uh, family, which my parents live in the area. So okay. uh, that, that's what brought us to Augusta, and that's, uh, that was 1992. That's the second time you moved here, right? That was the second time, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. And First time was when when we came here right out of high school, and then the second time okay. with my with my with my family. I'm just curious. Would you say when you came back the second time, do you think uh, Disgusta was still around? Uh, absolutely. You guys well know it's it's still out there today, which is really you know we're working on it and we're getting much better. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, you know it's and and of course you you guys we've talked before. You know one thing that uh, I, I chat about all the time. It's it's kind of kind of what I've trademarked these days and it's it's really you hear a lot of this all the time still. In fact what marvels what I marvel about is that we still have people even today that are newcomers that quickly get exposed to what I call the six ugly words. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there there's nothing to do in Augusta. Right. Yeah. 
So, so you you moved here in the '80s. You've lived here in the '90s. You've lived here. You've lived here for four decades, five decades actually. Um, yeah. Well, 2020, 2010, 2000, '90s and '80s, right? That's five. He's not uh, trying to age you. No, no, no. I want to ask. Literally, from basically, if you think about it, 1981 to yeah. 2021, be 40 years. So that's that's a long time. I, I want to ask about the changes yeah. that you've seen in that time period. Like, the change? Yeah. Honestly, um, when I first moved to Augusta, um, one of the first things that I can recall was I remember, and I've always had a love and affinity for, for history. I always loved it. And um, uh, I homed in on that a long time ago. But I'll tell you, when we first moved to Augusta, our beautiful Sacred Heart Cultural Center that we call that today, yeah. that, that, that building was actually going to be torn down. That's that's exactly what was happening. In fact, it was on historic Augusta's uh, endangered buildings list, and that was going to come down. And thankfully, oh my gosh, thankfully it didn't. It's, it's still, in my opinion, probably the most beautiful building in Augusta. Yeah, they film movies but, there. But but absolutely, there's been a tremendous amount of change. So the other point of that too is that um, um, not only was that being done, but that was right about the time. If you go back and look at the history of Augusta, that's right about when. Well, it was right about there when the the malls were coming into, into into play in Augusta. Okay. So yes, in fact, you actually had Augusta Mall and Regency Mall. Regency Mall, Regency Mall. You guys may or may not know, but that act when it was built, it was the largest mall in the state of Georgia. It was huge. Wow. I did fact, not I know did that. I realized that. Yeah. Just in the southeast, it was huge. Um, but they they came right about the same time. So okay, that was the time where downtown Augusta itself, that's where the downtown area began to see a decline. You talk to a lot of people, they'll tell you the same thing. So, um, yeah, everybody was just kind of, had, you had to kind of, yeah, I kind of, I kind of liken this, we see this all the time. When you see something brand new built in Augusta, it's, it's like we're, we're the consumer vultures. And we come and we, we have to descend on the brand new thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of run its course and then we all kind of move on to the next thing. Mm. I think you see that you see that with restaurants a lot. Would you say that's an Augusta thing, or is that any small, you know, any town thing? I think you see it all the place. I mean, it's obviously it's more relevant to us because we live here. We see. I've seen that trend over. But in answer to your question, absolutely, I think we've seen some definitive changes that happen. In fact, you know, I think both all of us could could definitely verify that that's that's been. We've seen some phenomenal growth within the last. Two to three years, really. So I mean, even think okay. about think about the last two years in downtown Augusta. It's really has been a big boom. So Absolutely. even even with the perspective of being here in the '80s and the '90s, and and up until now, you you see things now growing a lot. It sounds like. Oh my gosh! I, I really, truly, I am. Obviously, we've got the we've got the concerns now with what with what's going on in the country right now. Yeah. Uh, with, with this COVID nineteen, but I would tell you that I've been so encouraged, and it's it's like. It's almost like a renewed spirit, you know, up till now about the things that are happening downtown. I mean, lots of progress, lots of progress. And, well, and it's definitely I, okay to be I, positive. I, Sorry, Chris. I, it's, it's definitely okay. okay to be positive, though, no matter what's going on. And that right. that's why we we love the timing of you talking to us right now. Yeah, but I will also say that I truly believe when all of this, when there when there is a light at the end of the tunnel and when this does blow over, because it will because of technology nowadays, uh, People will flood the downtown. People yeah. will flood it for a long time because I, we're all being forced. I mean, not forced, but we're for our safety. We're in our home. Absolutely. And 
you know, we're, we're, we have been taking, we have not been taking advantage of what we, ha- our city has to offer. And now I think when this is over, people are going to flood everything it has to offer. Well, I agree. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be that pent up frustration, but also that just that, you know, we're ready, we're going to be ready to get back into the game. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, you know, this is such a tough time, obviously we're all going through and especially, oh my God, you know, you feel so. So feel, so feel so bad for these restaurants and, and things like that. And yeah. that's one thing about Augusta. I know you guys love this as well, but I am in love with downtown Augusta. You know, I, I live, right. in Columbia, live in Columbia County, but downtown Augusta is my playground, and I love it. I mean, I can go down Riverwatch Parkway, and as soon as I start seeing like that, you know, the big chimney from the old uh, federal powder, Confederate powder works back in the day. Yeah, I, mean, I just it's like my heart starts beating a little bit faster just because hey, I'm getting get to go back downtown. So. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, but we've got such an eclectic <coughs> collection of, of, of restaurants. I mean, it's just all kinds of different. So I, I really, my heart goes out to those people downtown. But, you know, uh, you know, Chris, to your point, it's, it's, it's going to come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to believe in what we're being told about the, you know, the V jump. And I, I think that really that if we can just get our economy. The, best, the thing we've got to do right now is we've just got to basically uh, keep our thoughts and prayers that, that they're going to come up with, uh, that this is going to pass as quicker as, as soon as possible. Yeah, right. Um, it's going to get. It, I think. I think it's definitely going to get worse before it gets better. But if we're right. all doing our part, and I think a lot of us are, uh, uh, yeah, we also just need to get this. We need to find this. Uh, as soon as we find a cure for this thing, or at least yeah. a, an, an antibiotic that's going to take care of this, I think it's going to be much better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so speaking I, of but, speaking but I, of, but ultimately, Chris, I do. I, I definitely concur with you. I think it's going to be. Much better, much better. So, so speaking um, of speaking of doing our part, we were we were talking about kind of your growth in in where you've been working, what you've been doing. Um, you moved to Augusta, but you didn't stop your career when you moved to Augusta. So, so talk to us about the time from from not working for Disney specifically anymore, coming back to Augusta. Talk to us about what happened. Talk to us about that time period. Well. And, and just to clarify, you know, when I moved to Augusta, I moved here because of uh, the Disney store. You That's guys right. remember when you were younger, do you remember coming? Chris, I know you just talked about that, but, you know, you guys came, you came and you came to the Disney store, and a lot of people did. Um, I will tell you, on a pause note, I was with the company for 12 years, and by far the best time I ever had in my entire career. Um, but, um, you know, it's, you know, the, the old phrase is, you know, you can, you, can take the, you can take the boy out of Disney, but you can't take the Disney out of the boy. I think that's and, uh, a good thing. That's definitely where I am. Um, you know, I, David, I will tell you, one of the things that I've learned is over time is that I think that I just, as an individual, I think probably I was just a Disney person all, all along. I mean, I was born into it. I, I had a lot of that influence in my life personally. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, you know, it was in my home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely. You know, Actually, but I, I Michael, what, Michael learned, what was your favorite Disney movie growing up? You know, well, we, we well, can we do like a round circle? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah, I, I already know what mine is. Yeah. Go okay, ahead, Chris. So let's do this. Why don't you guys tell me, first of all, okay. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm doing? How about I take this? I'm going to turn the tables on you guys for a minute. Okay. <laughs> so, I like when I, so when you come work for the Walt Disney Company, one of the things that's great about working for Disney is that, first of all, they are real big on, they don't do single interviews. They do group interviews. Interesting. And one of the cool things about why they do that is because that, from the get-go, uh, that starts off with giving people the idea of teamwork. So that's real important with that. So, so one of the things that though that they ask you about um, and coming in is 
tell me who your favorite Disney character is, and then tell me why. And then tell oh, me why. Ooh. It's okay. I already know what my Are you interviewing us right now? Are you interviewing uh, us? My my favorite character and movie, so it's one and the same for me, is Aladdin. Oh. Uh, because Aladdin can't comes from nothing, and he's a hard worker. He also has a great companion who is Genie who doesn't always give the best advice but he has some good advice and he basically because he's from nothing he has good morales and he knows what he's doing is wrong however uh, he he also because he has morals he does what's right and I favorite movie Aladdin favorite character Aladdin Chris, I will say sometimes I feel like we kind of alternate as far as like who gives more thoughtful answers to things. And I think <laughs> you have dominated this discussion um, uh, already. Don't tell me <laughs> you're Olaf. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a Bambi person. Are you really? Yeah, Bambi was my favorite movie growing up. I used to I was a big outdoors guy. I used to go camping all the time. I used to be outside all the time. Bambi was my favorite movie because I was a big um, environmental cons- conservation kind of guy. When I, especially when I was young, I'm still that way. But especially when I was young, and it it didn't matter what was practical and what wasn't. And I used to just love that movie so much because one, when you're young and you have a little bit of a turbulent life, I think it's interesting to see other perspectives of like how more turbulent life can be. And and the other one is that there's a pretty strong message of hope in Bambi. And so, I, yeah, it's he's a deer. He's not a prince, but I still do love that movie. I will well, tell you, you in you all know my what, years, David, go ahead, Chris. David, you lost. <laughs> that is the worst answer I've ever heard. Terrible. In my life. I'm sorry. It's terrible. I apologize. <laughs> I did my best. David, I'm going to give you credit for that, my friend, because I will tell you, out of all my dizzy years of experience, that's the first time I've heard anybody say <laughs> that answer. But I'll, I'll take that. But I'll take that. What? You told me why, and that's great. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, okay, so, so Michael, what, what was yes, your favorite? Hold on. So, hold on. Jasmine is even the most prettiest Absolutely. princess Absolutely. in the world for Disney. Oh, there's so, no debate. Moving on, moving on. There's Sorry, no debate there. So my answer very quickly. Yes. Um, I've got two favorite characters, and okay. this is the same thing that I said in my interview way, way back in the day. But uh, okay. first of all, you know, it's funny. It amazes me how you, know, you sit down and they'll ask that question. Okay, who's your favorite Disney character? And you know, you'll get people to say, oh, Mickey Mouse, because he's so happy. You know, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to downplay that for somebody. Maybe that's their experience. But you know, that's kind of a. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's kind of given. Cookie cutter. Uh, so, so here it is kind of cookie cutter. So, yeah. here, my two favorite characters. Number one, uh, I love Jimmy Cricket. Um, okay. If you think about it, to date, as far as a major character, he's still the smallest major Disney character. But if you think about it, the the, the where where he comes into play, why he's so important, is because if you think about, it, he was the conscience of Pinocchio. So he was there to really to guide him along and to give him give him lessons. Um, but I'll tell you, the other one that I that I really, really enjoy is Goofy. Now, okay. I'll tell you the reason why Goofy is important is because if you've ever watched Goofy films, by the way, are, are either of you taken advantage or have you been able to um, be able to watch some um, uh, anything on Disney Plus yet? Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Yes. I love it. By the way, just on a pause now, <laughs> if you guys haven't watched it, the best thing they've got out there, other than Mandalorian, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, just before you guys called, I, I promise you, I just – had basically stopped, ended the podcast that you all did with Jennifer Bowen with the, uh, the CBB. Okay. Yeah, It was a real, really good interview with her and Sarah. Um, 
But um, the best program I think they've got, take advantage of watching. There's a great documentary called The Imagineering Story. Okay. okay? Uh, if you guys can't watch that and tear up and gain inspiration from it, it's an amazing uh, – listen, it's, it's six episodes, but it will – it will truly inspire you from a creative point of view. Okay. And that's Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Okay. Anyway, getting right. back on track. Yes, Goofy, sir. The reason why I like Goofy so much is because if you watch the Goofy films, you go back to those old Goofy films, he is the goof. I mean, he's a bumbling, you know, he, he, he's, it's obviously funny to watch him, but the point is that he starts from point A to point B. And he, it, it's his, it's, it's the lesson we can learn from him is his persistence. He does follow through. And that, that's really what. I love so much about Goofy is the fact that you know you start up with something, but he does get to the end. He's got a lot of you know, he's got a lot of hurdles along the way, and he, mm-hmm. make, he makes mistakes, but he does at the very end he accomplishes his goal. He's and got a very very strong character. Really I will is. very really strong is. heart. So we are going to take a break real quick. Uh, we are going to plug two of our um, two of our community partners, and then we are going to transition to talking about what it is you're doing now. And you can kind of give us some background on that, too, if you'd like. I do want to shout out the uh, little guide of Augusta. Um, that little red book, if you have it, um, look through it. Because the 2021 will have your favorite podcast in it. And that's the 2020 yeah. edition, not the 2021. Right, 2020 edition. And uh, we, we will be in it. But I, I wanted to talk about it a little bit. We're talking about a one-stop look kind of thing. Yep. All in one book. You flip through it and you see beautiful colors. It's a, it's free. And then you stop. Any Anytime you stop on a page, you're going to learn something new about Augusta. Um, you're going to see where it is. It's a, basically a entertainment restaurant and... Um, Services. Say that again? Services. Services, yes, in Augusta that is offered. Yep. Obviously, there's more than just that, but it's a good one-stop shop for everything you need. Yep. And um, has their background story, some yep. pictures, and it's just really cool, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. And we've been um, talking about supporting local businesses. Um, the Little Guide is a one-stop shop to figuring out what businesses are local, what their stories are, who are the people behind it, who's got what going on in the city. And so uh, as far as on message, we are 100% with them. We're 100% with their message. I love the cup that you're drinking out of, Michael. I, I <laughs> That's called the Big Honkin' Mug. The Big Honkin' Mug. I need to get me but, one of those. Hey, yeah, but, uh, but this little guy, it's free 90 free. Free That's 95. I like to say. Free 90 free. You can pick it up in any of those uh, restaurants downtown. Any of those services, it's yep. free. Pick it up, take it home, uh, and put it on your coffee table. It's perfect. Perfect for having guests over to check out that book. And speaking of partnerships that are perfect, the second partnership we're going to plug is the Clubhouse of Augusta. Uh, the Clubhouse is a partnership with the Cyber Center, and they are an entity that seeks to work with and help build up local businesses and startups. Um, they are fantastic. They have events to, to help people get together foster growth foster community they have a fantastic community obviously right now is a tough time for them um they are allowing members to continue to operate there but they are not allowing outside visitors which is totally understandable but when this whole thing's over 
take your small business, take your cool idea. Michael, we understand you have a pretty cool idea that you're about to talk to, uh, talk to us about. Um, take that to, to the cyber center, take it to the clubhouse. And they not only will help people develop business, they'll help you do your marketing, they'll put you in touch with people that'll help you, they will purchase your product because they believe in their partners, and they will help put you on blast to the community. So fantastic partnerships, the little guide and the clubhouse, and the website for the clubhouse is theclubhow.se. So it's just spell clubhouse out and put the dot before the SE, they're fantastic. They have been in Augusta for seven years helping build small businesses. And with that, we will turn to Mr. Michael Wolf, who is building a business in Augusta right now. And Michael, you did not just stumble into this business that you're building right now. Tell us a little bit about your history. And I know that there's stuff you can't talk about that you don't maybe want to talk about. So if you could just give us maybe a brief overview of your history. Oh, yeah, sure. And sure. Like, well, first of all, let, let me let me also just, Chris, let's go back to the little guy to Augusta real fast. I, oh. I, Stuart Rayburn, who's behind that, is a fantastic guy. And I think if anything, we need to go ahead and maybe put a shout out to is our downtown restaurants. And, you know, this is a time where we need to be supporting them because these guys are, even though their doors are closed, they still do a takeout and that kind of thing. Too, that's true. Delivery. So that's, you know, I, I'm, so shout out to our local business people for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the way that this got started, of course, now I've been doing really for the last, the origins, I guess, of, of my particular tourism efforts for downtown Augusta. It, like I said earlier, that uh, I've always had a love for history. Mm-hmm. And uh, just I've been ever since coming to, you know, really by the start of the, hey, welcome to Disgusta. Um, listen, on a post note, let me tell you something. This is my wife and I were coming up this year. We're coming up on our uh, 35th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Um, thanks. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so five years ago, we went on our very first Disney cruise. And uh, we were coming out of our estate room, and we were walking down the, one of those little narrow hallways. And this couple came out of their room ahead of us, and we are walking down. You know, and we you know, kind of explained, uh, exchanged pleasantries. Mm-hmm. And the guy in front of us, he and his wife were there, and they said, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, where are you guys from? And I said, well, we're from Augusta, Georgia. And he says, oh, good old Disgusta. No way. <laughs> Kid you not. And I said, well, and my wife kind of held me back because she knew I was getting ready to go belt the guy. And uh, But, um, yeah, it, it's amazing to me how widespread this can be at times. You know, we have to fight it on our own front out here. But uh, it's because, and of course, I questioned the gentleman. He said, well, he had had like a contract for a work assignment he'd been doing with, I don't know, maybe SRS or something. But. Yeah, it's just amazing to me that, that people have this persona that we have to really fight all the time. But, so, Michael, I, I hate to interject. When you when you heard him say that, was it like a was it like a cartoon, like a Disney cartoon, where Mickey Mouse like winds or Popeyes <laughs> winds his fist up and he's getting ready to go? Yeah, pretty much. I, I remember my wife. She put, she put her hand on my chest. She's kind of like holding me back, like, okay, it's, it's gonna be okay. And so, you were just why I oughta. Yeah, but I well, but then I, I of course was there to correct him and say. Hey, listen, how far, you know, he made some reference even, you know, a long time ago. And I said, well, listen, um, I don't know where you would live, but here in Augusta, we do have 51 of the weeks out of the year besides the Masters Tournament. So you need to come back and see us again, and I'll prove you otherwise. That's right. Right. Kind of let it that. Um, So when I first came here, coming back in the second round after coming back here with the Disney stores, uh, really the kind of the way that I got started with my 
personal efforts for tourism was that uh, uh, for my birthday, which is in August, uh, my mother, and this is 2003, had given me a book. And this is a book title, which, by the way, you can't find anymore. It's really hard to find, but it's, it was uh, written by uh, a local author. And the name of the book is called Haunted Augusta, local, Haunted Augusta and Local Legends. And uh, it was really just kind of a neat little book. It just kind of gave a, like a, little, a lot of these little storylines and these little legends and ghostly stories that people have been telling for years. And that summer, a friend of mine had gone over to uh, Charleston or Savannah and had taken a haunted history tour. And he brought back, like, you know, the brochure, the rat cards. And so I, I began to look at these things and got, got kind of inspired by, you know, what are, man, I've got this book. And so I kind of started doing a little research and, and realized that there was a great opportunity that was not here in Augusta for doing a haunted history tour. Now, I will tell you, I'm all about the history of Augusta. But I just happened to find that a specific niche was out there waiting in terms of what I could do to help really to tell the story of Augusta, but to be able to kind of interject a little bit here and there of like the little ghostly things. Of course. Okay. So, so as I like to say, it, it's the history. We just kind of salt and pepper it with the little ghostly tales and, and, you know, local legends that we can do. So it, it really became, so in 2004, October of 2004, um, I, along with a, another partner, we started uh, what was known as the Augusta Ghost Walks. And that was basically Augusta's very first haunted history walking tour. Mm. So uh, things progressed. And uh, over time, uh, by the by, the time that uh, I that was I was there for a while, that kind of came to an end because of a partner. But that's okay. That you know, you'll let lessons learned. Uh, and then in 2010, a friend of mine, who happens to be a local author, her name is uh, Janice Parks. She wrote a book uh, back in 2010, which was called "Gravely Mistaken: Tales of Medicine, Mishaps, and Body Snatching in Augusta, Georgia." Fantastic, fantastic. Sounds book. terrifying. Uh, oh, do you well, have that book? I do have a copy of it. Oh, I would love to read that. Uh, I, will, I would love. Well, I tell you what, as long as we're talking about downtown, a great way to do this. There's a couple places where you can find that book. Uh, my all time favorite place to be able to say those, if you guys, have you guys ever interviewed uh, David Hutchison at the book tavern? Hey, we have. He was one of our first ones. Oh, oh great guy. He is. You're you talking about an ambassador for downtown. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. For years. Very good, very good friend, very supportive of the tours that I've done. Um, anyway, you, you can find copies. In fact, the great thing is that okay. the author, Janice, will actually, she, she normally, when she distributes her books around the area for sale, uh, she normally assigns them. So she's autographed them ahead of time. So, But you can find copies at the, um, the book tavern. You can also find them at the gift shop at Sacred Heart Cultural Center. Okay. And I, and I believe you can now find them at Augusta & Company. Perfect. That makes sense. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much for that information. Oh, my gosh. It, it's great. So... Grave the Mistaken uh, is, on a side note, is a it's a piece of historic fiction, but it does revolve around the real history of the old medical college, and that that can be for a different that could be for a different time. But anyway, but she reached out to me and said, "Hey, by the way, did you know that they have a trolley in Augusta?" And I'm like, "No." Well, so I made some phone calls and ended up, believe it or not, actually uh, touching base with Jennifer Bowen at the CVB. She was the one in charge of, they had put together the city of Augusta, you may recall. At one time, they had a city history trolley tour that would take place on Saturdays. Yes. Now, you all may also know that the trolleys are no longer in Augusta. The gentleman that owned the trolleys sold them, um, and they're no no longer in Augusta. And that's been a a huge loss for us in the Augusta area. But um, I was able to talk with the people that owned it. There was only one trolley at the time. 
and we came together and I, it, the funny story is I, I called him up and I proposed an idea of doing a haunted history trial <laughs> tour. And at first I was turned down uh, and I was really kind of disappointed. I was like, well, maybe they just, well, anyway, the funny, funny story is that within less than 24 hours, I got a phone call and said, hey, by the way, yeah, we, we'd like to talk to you about that. So that's actually how it kind of got started. So we, we ran for uh, almost six years with uh, with the Augusta Ghost Trial League, which is what I started at that time. So. And that was until, what, 2016? Uh, yeah, right about there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so 2016 is when you decided to what? Well, at that point, uh, by that time, I, I ended up leaving the trolley company and moving on and felt that there was a, a need for going in a different direction. Um, and uh, for the past three years now, I've been actually managing a company, uh, which is a rental home company, and, and one, one of the many out there that, that uh, rents homes for a Master's Week. By the way, COVID-19 news, um, as of 5.31 p.m. today, which is Monday the 23rd, which again, we'll be posting next Sunday, um, Governor Brian Kemp ex- is expected to state tonight that all bars, nightclubs, and restaurants will be closed to groups of 10 or more people as of tomorrow. So, you are allowed to say that. So um, just an update for that. I know Columbia County was holding off on that. So by the time this airs, things will be closed. Uh, so I noticed you said 10 or more people. So if I'm a VIP, I'm not a, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure how that works. I'm just kidding. Guys, guys, end of the end of the day, stay home, please. Right. Just so stay, get yeah. this eradicated. It truly is the responsible thing to do. It's it's horrible to think and, you know, uh, all of us, you know, us being small business people, Chris, I know you teach, but, um, you know, the reality is that, that businesses as a whole, everybody's being affected by this, you know, right. and we all hate to think that we've got to put our lives on hold, so to speak. Life is going to go on right. um, and we're going to get past this. It's going to be, and it's, you know, I, I, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But, you know, but if we don't take these measures and buckle down and it, listen, I, on a post note, I want to say this. I think this is fabulous that we all live in a time period. We've been blessed with so much great technology that, that we, all three of us right now, have the luxury of being in our different locations, and we are literally making this podcast happen yep. and getting a great message out to people. We're excited I, about it. So, And, and, I, and also, I, I do want to say on a side note, I was sitting on my couch today thinking, okay, they say stay, everybody's saying stay in your home, be smart. What does that mean? Okay, so based on everything I've read on the CDC – and everything that people have, all the research, it's still okay to go outside. Right, Just right. Just don't do it with a group of people. Yeah. What they're, what, when, when you see people say, stay at home, what they're saying is, don't do what you do normally in your lifestyle. Which don't is socialize. Go out to eat with your friends. Yeah. Go, go somewhere downtown with a group of people. Don't do an event that people are still holding, even though it's, Probably not good to do. Yeah. I mean, today I play disc golf. By yourself. That's a, by by yourself. That's <laughs> you know, I play, yeah. I, you know, it's okay to go outside and enjoy the beautiful weather that we have, but don't, and it's also okay to go to the grocery store. You have to do those things. Yeah. 
um, which is why they're staying open. Just do the precautions of washing your hands, staying away from the people, you know, six feet. Don't be talking to them. Just do your thing and go. And I just wanted to let y'all know, anybody else out there that feels like, does this mean I have to, you know, black and white, do I need to stay inside? Do I need to lock my doors? No. You can drive around in your car and never get out. <laughs> just, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it just don't be with other people. That's the, at the end of the day, that's what we're asking. So we can eradicate this. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that was actually proposed to me. And of course, just when I'm actually getting to get to the point of really beginning to get serious about relaunching these tours. Yeah. By the way, there, there's going to be daytime tours coming up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting into this with you guys now, but, um, you know, where we've lacked in the past is that, you know, we've needed some, what I'm trying to bring to the table for downtown Augusta is, is to really, to be able to, uh, you know, there's a part of the CVB's direction in their, yep. uh, their, their game plan. Of, and that's, that's the convention of, that's the convention and visitors bureau. That's right. The CVB. Just for the people at home, just for the people yeah. at home. Yeah. I have a side note about that in a second. Um, but one of the things that it's, it's, if you go to their website, you'll actually see that part of what they're doing, uh, is basically the development of new attractions. And we really need something like that. You know, we need to move forward being able to bring some some new things to down. If you think about it, we have in Augusta what I kind of call the Fab Four. You've got the Augusta Museum of History. Yep. You've got the Augusta Canal. Uh, you've got the Boyhood Home of Woodrow Wilson. And you have the Lucy Craft Laney Museum of Black History. Those are kind of like our four shining stars of the Fab Four. Um, but beyond that, you know, we, we, need, we need to be developing new things. And that's where I want to be able to come to the table. So, you know, we're really trying to do things that are going to be of, uh, this kind of comes into my Disney background, but is actually to really to bring some new tours, but have different themes to them. So, uh, so actually let's, let's sequitur into that. So we were just right. talking, um, uh, about 2016 was when you kind of, uh, had stopped working with that original tour company. Now right. bring us up to speed of what, what you have in, in the works right now, because I understand you're pretty close to launching. Pretty so, pretty close. Well, a couple things. Uh, the game plan is that, well, of course, I, I kind of plan to be launching a whole lot sooner than this, but... Uh, Knock on wood, we pending. We've got to get past this. Yeah. What I was going to say to you real quick about the, the direction is that we are, we're wanting to move forward, and we're going to be, instead of just... The evening tours. Obviously, we don't have the trolleys anymore, so that kind of that kind of puts a nix on the mobile, the mobility of them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mobile tours that will be coming in the future. I can pretty much guarantee that. Yeah. Uh, but it'll take time. Um, but um, you know, we're going to be moving forward with these walking tours, kind of getting back to kind of my brass roots, so to speak, from 2004. So we're going to be reintroducing those. But along with that, rather than just being uh, evening haunted history tours, we are going to be coming up with some daytime tours as well. So. We'll have a few select days during the week to kind of test the waters. Um, I will tell you what's been great is, and, and the reason why a lot of this is going to be made possible uh, is because there is a whole different focal point and a fo- different focus on support from the uh, Augusta Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, and that, of course, is uh, from, from, yeah, Chris, I see you had to go big. I had to. <laughs> yeah. It's, I saw your... I that saw was, your container, and I and I just had to get one that fits a gallon of water. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Um, but you guys have talked about, in fact, uh, I think on the podcast that I listened to today, I know both of you have talked about Holly about Benish Brown, who was mm-hmm. a fantastic guy. I think, David, I remember hearing you say he's one of the nicest guys you've ever met. He, he truly does fit that profile. He's been great. Um, he's, got a, he's got a really great, renewed vision for downtown Augusta. 
um, good focal point. So he and his team are really showing their support for this, and, and I'm really excited to be uh, in the near future. We'll be working with them. In fact, actually, uh, the plans were coming up in May that I was going to be having an introduction meeting with them yeah. to kind of lay out some game plans for that. So really excited about doing that with them. But, yeah, we're going to be moving forward with, with new tours for downtown. And, and, you know, the idea is to really to just really to start bringing something. In other words, we talk about the six ugly words. There's mm-hmm. nothing to do in Augusta. Uh, we kind of chatted about this when you all came over and visited me that one time. But, you know, it's just like anything. We in life, we have choices that we can make. And that some, sometimes it comes down to, we, when it boils down to, we have the choice to be a part of the solution or the problem. You know, right. and so... You know, people like us, you guys you guys saw a need to be able to get some information out to people to show people in the community that uh, you wanted to be able to spotlight and highlight people, places, things, happenings in Augusta that shows the same thing. You know, there are great things to do in Augusta. And you all had, you found a niche, you found a mission, and you became a part of the solution. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do for just from a different angle with the tours. Well, thank you. Uh, and, and Michael, would we be correct to assume that these different tours that you're going to be doing – that they're going to have different topics and different focuses. They are. In fact, you know, we're really, we're, I'm really trying to cover a different spectrum of things. So, for example, there may be a tour that's really uh, focused specifically just on history. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is a walking tour, so it's going to happen within a certain parameter of downtown. Sure. But there's a lot. It's, it, it, that's one thing that's so great about downtown Augusta. There's a lot of concentrated history, which a lot of people don't know. Um, I will, on a pause note, I will say this: one of the things I have learned over the years, and if there's one main truth that reigns profound. It said just because you live in an area doesn't necessarily mean that you know the area. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I always say that one of the greatest things that I love on doing a tour, whether it's been walking or mobile, is that you get people that are local people that will come up to you at the end of the tour and they'll say things like, man, I've lived here my whole life. I had no idea about this Right, stuff. right. So, you know, that for me is like the proverbial icing on the cake. You know, it's, it's, it's fantastic because I know that at the end of the tour – I've done my job and I've been able to make this just a a good experience for people. So would it be fair for us to ask you for one uh, maybe topic that you think is very interesting that you're planning on unveiling with these tours specifically? Like one story that you're going to tell that you think is going to be very captivating? Uh, Actually, yeah, sure. So one of the things, again, I was looking for after, after the mobile tours came to an end, really what I was out to do was to really define a different angle of what that we could actually really begin to expand on all kinds of different theme tours. But one of the fun things that, I, that I've discovered, um, and, and with the help of some other people as well, because I've got a good connection of, of learned people for the area, but is that there are going to be several of the tours that will be, that'll have a movie theme to them. And, okay. Uh, you, know, you guys had your interview with Jennifer Bowen a, a while back, and you guys talked about movies in Augusta, Augusta film. And one of the things that I have found is that we have a tremendous amount of history I will tell you, if, if maybe you guys feel the same way, but if I had the opportunity to jump into a time machine, I would love to go back to the day, especially the turn of the century, and see Augusta. I mean, listen, guys, it was a boom town. I mean, yeah, absolutely incredible what was going on at Augusta one time. It was huge. We actually, you know, after after the uh, the war between the states ended, you know, you got to remember Atlanta pretty much got burned to the ground. Yeah, we got bypassed. And because of that, we actually had the infrastructure already in place that we were able to grow a lot faster. So we had a lot in place, but there was a tremendous amount of history. But one of the things that I discovered over time is that, okay, so you go downtown Augusta and we see uh, the Imperial Theater. 
Yeah. We now we now have the 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 rebirth, so to speak, of the Miller Theater, mm-hmm. and you also get a hint of that you you can see where the old um, Majeska Theater used to be, which is I guess it's a nightclub. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, but those are the three that you can see today. But one of the things I, I'm all about, by the way, I'm all about hidden history. I love to be able to share things that were. So we're going to be able to show you and and share with you the history of what Augusta used to be back in the day during the heights of the of the uh, period where you had lots of entertainment going on. There was literally, oh my gosh, there was uh, there was literally over a dozen theaters at one time. Whether they're talking movie houses or vaudeville theaters, uh, in fact, at one time Broad Street, which of course you know is our main street downtown, Broad mm-hmm. Street was actually at one time, they actually used to refer to Broad Street as Broadway because they were trying to emulate really broad, Broadway up in New York. And for a long time, we were able to do that because, I mean, can you imagine going down Broad Street and seeing all the, the glitter and the lights and, and everything of the neon? It, just, it was incredible, incredible. So I don't know why Chris has paused, but he can still hear us. So, okay, so just, I, I'm about to tell you why. Just, Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, are you okay. pulling up that old picture? Uh, okay. When... During Christmas, I made a post. You did of, of of Augusta at night in the 1960s. Oh my gosh, was that a beautiful picture? It was Holy fantastic. Yeah. It it blew up on social media. Yeah, and it I mean it's a picture you can find anywhere, but that right there is that was our one wish for Santa Claus picture on, and it was literally. That's what you're. I feel when you're talking about what Augusta was. That's the picture that resonates in my head. It it's was. Just yeah. It was incredible. Very, yep. That's there it, it is. That's it. And can you imagine yeah. that? I mean, that it's insane. It's huge. It looks like it looks like New York. Now, do you take that same picture and can you imagine just being able to see like movie searchlights and stuff like that back in the day? I mean, you know, it was it was amazing. It was beautiful. I mean, this is the time where, of course, I don't know if we're able to have those times again. We can certainly push for that and that's a goal for us obviously yeah. you need to be you know but downtown Augusta I am again I'm very encouraged by what we have seen up till now of the growth downtown um, have you guys been exposed to or have you talked to the people with the, the new freeloader shuttles we have I, I've, I've met the guy um, fantastic guy uh, fantastic yeah. vision Norman Dunnigan that's right Norman Dunnigan yeah. fantastic yeah, vision he does the uh, the whiskey in the alley in Aiken yeah yes yeah so so we, we are going to be doing a, a lot. There, there will be several tours. By the way, there's going to be a brand new. We talked about that gravely mistaken book earlier, Chris. Uh, there's going to be a gravely mistaken tour. And so really, what we're trying okay. to do with these tours is you'll be able to come on these, and this is not going to be a tour. We really want these to be experienced for people. So we're going to really have an angle going forward in the future with these tours okay. coming up that they will be both interactive as well as immersive experience. We want our guests to be a part of the show, so to speak. So there really will be. They, it's almost like they get to play a part in, in, in what we're doing. And that's that's the different angle. So That almost sounds Disney. That sounds a little Disney. Well, let, let me that's just, what I just said. Yeah, it does. We may have talked about this when you and I, when three of us first met, but let me bring a little analogy to kind of bring this in focus. Um, I, I take it both of you have been to Walt Disney World before? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, for our listeners that maybe that have been there before, they can tap in on that experience. Or even if you've never been to Disney World before, let's just kind of put it in perspective of maybe the, the most fun that you've ever had in, in a place that really just resonated kind of that creative experience for you. So 
what I always say is my, my fun little analogy about this. Let's say that you go to Disney World and you have that you go and have that great magical time, and then I always say there's two different ways you can leave. You know, the first way is you can start boohooing and crying. Oh, I don't want to go back to Augusta or wherever you live. You know, and you think about that from a negative point of view. Or the other way or the secondary way is you know you can say to yourself, man, I don't want to leave, but what is it about this? experience, something creatively that I've gleaned from this experience that I can take back and apply to my own life, my job, my community, etc. So if you, you see where I'm going with this is that for me personally, that's what I, if I find out that people are going to Walt Disney World, um, and boy, we need to get these parks opened up as soon as we can. Um, <laughs> oh, you, you know things are bad in the world when every single Disney park in the world is closed. It's true. Right. It's that's true. Sad. But hey, listen, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to see better times, but you know, it's, it's, you know, you just, but when I find out somebody's going to go, uh, you know, I usually kind of give them a little homework assignment. In other words, go down there, have that experience. And then I want you to come back and tell me what kind of experience you had. So yes, uh, Chris, yeah, it, it, it definitely is. I do have a stance where I'm trying to bring a little bit of that, dare I say, Disney-esque style, but we ought to, we ought to be pushing for that. Certainly Augusta's is not going to be a Disney world, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that people like you and I, that we cannot kind of strive to really to bring our own bit of magic or something that's creatively different for downtown because we really need that. We need that. We need that kind of that boost, a shot in the arm, so to speak, of of seeing different things. Uh, and th- that again, that plays into this whole idea of that we're doing our part to show people that there truly are great things to do and experience in Augusta. I think that as these tours grow. Um, we're, we're definitely going to see really, I'll be looking for some good people that really want to be a part of the experiences. It's, it's what it's all about. And, and it's, yeah. it's I, I appreciate both of you all and what you're doing, but I also appreciate your support um, and kind of highlighting what we're trying to do here. Well, we would love to help you drop the disc any way we can. And, and actually on that note, so our name is drop the disc. And so we ask every single guest one same question. And, and I think I'm really, I think not only am I very excited for your answer, but I think anybody listening knows that you're about to give a very insightful answer to this question. Yep. Um, we like to ask everybody one final question while they're on our show. And it's this. Dropping the diss from Augusta is our, is our theme, is our, is our motto, is our etc. If somebody comes up to you and disses Augusta, which you've already told us has happened, what is your response to a person like that? How do you drop the diss to people? What does that mean to you? Well, you know, first of all, a lot of times, well, the bottom line on the answer is that, that, you know, you've heard me talk about in different things today about this, but it's, it's actually trying to show them the difference of fact that there truly are great things to do in Augusta. I mean, it's we've all got to do our part, you know, and and as I say many times again, you know, we all talk about uh, that big tournament that happens in April or that's supposed to happen in April this year. Um, right. We'll see how it happens this year. But anyway, but right. the, the reality is that for so long, uh, a lot of people in Augusta, they, we've all kind of harped on that one week of the year. And the reality is that people like you and me and all these people that are listening here in Augusta, uh, you know, we really are. You know what? Uh, I'm going to induct both of you right now on the podcast here. You guys are going to be now official honorary members of what I call Club 51. <laughs> In other words, we as Augustans, we have a responsibility as a community members to support Augusta. Uh, you know, and when you think about that, maybe on the top of your list may not be supporting the local 
tourism in Augusta, but that's a big part of what we do because we are community members and we've got to support everything. But it's important to really be thinking and being, we as Augustans need to be focused on the other 51 weeks out of the year. Um, you know, if you talk to Bennis, you'll hear the same thing. He talks about that too. He's all about the, the other 51. And that's mm-hmm. where we really need to be focused. So, you know, as far as my way of being able to drop the disc, it, it's by leading by example, showing people that there are great things and continuing uh, in my humble efforts of what I'm trying to do here. And and you probably knew this, but but Augusta is also the disc golf, the disc golf capital of the world, which we wow. self-proclaimed on another podcast. My son is uh, serving in the Air Force. He's been in now for eight years, but uh, his name is David. And uh, my David is a very good disc golf player. In fact, uh, years ago, before he went into, before he actually got accepted to go into the Air Force, he had been invited to the Nationals at the time to be able to go and compete. That's uh, incredible. Kevin Climo, he's met, you know, just, you know, you know, he's really big into, um, big into disc golf and still loves it, still loves it today. So he cut his teeth on disc golfing right here in Augusta. So, so Michael, thank you so much for, for coming on. I, I know that this, this is not the setting that we had originally promised and we promise we'll get you in the studio before the end of it. But thank you so much for coming on before we close this episode. Do you have a message for everybody at home? Uh, that uh, all this crazy stuff's going on. Augusta is growing in the meantime. What kind of message do you have for people? Listen, just keep the faith. You know, it, it's, it's hard to focus. It really is. But, uh, you know, just keep your chin up. We're going to get past this. I mean, real quick, you know, you guys were talking about, and probably you've seen yeah. some uh, things about, um, most recently, um, about they talk about uh, just a little bit over 100 years ago, 1918. You know, yep. the entire world went through the Spanish flu. Yep. Uh, you know, we were hit hard in Augusta. You know that there were 18, uh, like 13,000 cases in Augusta alone, and there were 800 people uh, just, uh, right about that that passed away because of the Spanish flu. So we get wow. hit hard back in those days. Um, and just recent, in fact, um, March 22nd, what was that yesterday? Yesterday. March 22nd yeah. was the 104th now anniversary of the Great Fire of 1916. Oh, yeah. So my point of this is, in fact, it was one of the most devastating fires. There was no loss of life. You know, but it was the most, you know, we've had several fires through the years, but that was the most devastating. Um, but the point is that we, re, that, we re, that we did rebuild. And so it is kind of a testament to the human spirit. You know, we are survivors, and that's one thing about, especially us, the people of, of the world. But, you know, we, we are resilient people, and we're going to get past this. Um, sometimes it's hard to stay focused, but that's, that's our job. we got to stay focused, stay upbeat, and... Um, I think it's great for people like you guys that are doing this content creation. And by the way, I think you're going to see an increase in that. You know, over the next several weeks and months, you're going to see a lot more people getting into podcasting and video blogging and so forth because people are at home. They're going to be looking for things to be entertained by. And I think what you guys are doing, this is a great medium. I, I thank you so much. And if anybody wants to start a podcast or a blog or anything like that, feel free to hit us up at drop the disc pod on Instagram uh, drop the disc podcast gmail um and and we would love to give you guys some advice and help get you started um absolutely michael thank you so much for coming on today uh on our show today we have an ex-cia operative we have an ex-disney <laughs> uh, Ma- what, what was your official title uh, at for disney. What? disney at disney 
Uh, I was I was an assistant manager with the company. Okay, so you were a CIA operative, a Disney manager. You helped open Disney stores in different cities. You're a tourism expert. You're a history expert. You're an optimistic pro. We cannot thank you enough for coming on today. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much, really. All right. Right. And as David cues the song <laughs> closing statement, which we will not hear until Sunday, but uh, we do want to encourage all of you listeners to give us a hopefully a five-star rating on iTunes. Yes, yes. that will definitely help our SEO and help people get to know us more. Yep. Um, if you have any other uh, platform that you listen to and yep. you are given the opportunity to give a review, please do that as that will help us get to more people that are interested in yep. the city of Augusta, Georgia. And if you have an inspiring story, if, if you know someone that's making a difference in the city, if you're making a difference right now, Email us, DM us. I don't know how you contact people now. Hit us yes, up somehow. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, slide in our DMs. Let us know because we would love to talk about the people that are out there trying to support the city right now. Thank you so because much. At the end of the day, we are your Augusta Millennials who give a crap. All right. And on that note, Chris, I'm going to sign us off. Sounds good. Thank hey, you, Michael. Hey.